Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us in our Shepherd King Podcast. We are going through our core values as a ministry and also values that we believe that should shape the way that Christians engage and think about government. Today, we will talk about being partnership-minded. As we think about government, as we think about engaging government, we should think about partnership. We should be partnership-minded. Greg, what do we mean by being partnership-minded? The government is an interesting institution, Lael. It's the only institution that's designed to serve the people as a collective. And what we know is that the scriptures and the church of Jesus Christ have the timeless truths about people. And we also have the gospel, the key piece to helping people really deal with sin. And government as an institution exists because of sin. So the idea of partnership-minded is how can the church and state work together for the betterment of our communities. So we say Christ created the church as a diverse body and he designed both the institution of God's church and government. Just as every part of the body is needed, so is each institution. It is the heart of the church and Baston network to build partnerships between churches and between the church and government to serve people and bring Christ glory. And you can't get closer to the heart of Lord than partnership. I think of the body of Christ. The hand cannot say to the foot, I don't need you. And the hand cannot say, I'm not needed. God designed a full body to work collectively together. And even our dishonorable parts, it says, has value. So how I look at this is perhaps the strongest way that we can actually reach people in this current cultural time. I think about Joseph and Pharaoh in the scriptures, and I think about this. Egypt was a Gentile nation. Egypt was a superpower, much like the nation we live in. And Egypt had a problem coming, famine. And Egypt was ruled by Pharaoh, at this time, one person ruled the whole country. And God decided to reveal to this king, this emperor, the troubles that were coming. But he didn't give him any solutions. And he didn't really completely give him clarity in what the problem was. There's just a problem. And God would use a Jewish man named Joseph who feared him, who loved him, who understood the Lord in his ways. He'd take this prisoner and he'd put him in Pharaoh's court. And Joseph would not only interpret the dream for Pharaoh, he'd help Pharaoh accomplish what needed to be accomplished. Mm. And you think about the incredible glory of the Lord that went out to that work. An Egyptian people that now heard about the God of Joseph and a Pharaoh who declared himself a God already. Mm -hmm. He is one of the Egyptian gods. Now interacting with the Lord. Mm. 
And God got the glory. We see that right there in Genesis 41. Pharaoh did not give Joseph the glory. He gave it to the Lord. Hmm. And this is our heart. How can we bring together the church, local churches, and address the modern-day famines facing our cities Hmm. and connect them with our modern-day Pharaoh? The church has a solution inside of its walls, just like it did then. And it is our heart for the government to turn to the church and see the church as a problem solver, Hmm. as an institution to factor in. Hmm. We're dealing with things such as a foster care crisis. We want the church to come to mind. Hmm. We're dealing with a mental health crisis. We want the church to come to mind. And not only do we want them to come to mind, we want them to be the first thing Mm -hmm. to come to mind. And we're seeing that. We're seeing it here in Iowa where you and I live, and we're seeing it in other states Mm -hmm. where people are seeing the church as a tangible solution. Had the honor of uh, meeting with a newly elected governor's chief of staff. And I, I won't share the state on here. And this governor campaigned on um, just the hot cultural issues of the time. And that, that's how you, what you campaign on. So the people are interested in voting in. But the, the people of that state decide, I, I want you to be governor. And they become governor. Well, once you're governor, you inherit all of the state. Mm. The part of the state you campaigned on and the significantly larger part of the state you did not campaign on. And this governor inherited the foster care system, Mm -hmm. which is very broken in this state. And they are very overwhelmed. And now this crisis became their crisis. Mm -hmm. And we shared the idea of us bringing a church ambassador network to their state that could partner with them to meet their solutions. They said we would not only welcome it, we throw our doors wide open for it. There is a hunger for partnership today. Our government has been stretched beyond what it was ever designed to handle. Mm -hmm. And that's not only true in the United States, that is true throughout the West. Western civilization governments have made commitments that they can't keep, and they stepped into avenues they are never designed to step into. There is no education system. There is no social service program that can ever replace the family. Hmm. And no matter how many trillions you throw at it, you can put trillions of euros, pounds, or dollars. Mm -hmm. It won't fix it. And what we're seeing now is the budgets cannot grow quick enough for the needs. And they're seeing all these years that it did grow, the bondage is just as much there as it was before, but now we've got multiple generations of it. Hmm. And there's an incredible openness to do things differently. And we see it with progressives and conservatives. And I really believe the culture is ripe for the church to seize the day, much like Joseph did so many years ago. Hmm. That's an amazing opportunity, Greg. Greg, as you define what it means to partner with the state or help carry the burden as the church alongside the state. 
how does that look like in practice? Let's That's say a great question, pastor though. with 200 people or 500 people or 100 people, um, how can I engage in that way? How can I become part of the solution? How does that happen in a state? Let's take a state as an example. How does it happen in the state of Iowa, state of Texas, or um, Georgia? Yeah. How does that look like? What we're looking for is exemplary ministries. Sometimes that ministry is housed in a church. Sometimes it's a parachurch that multiple churches participate with. And these are ministries, what I mean by exemplary, that have had incredible success in breaking bondage. So that could be in addictions. Maybe they've helped people get free from methamphetamine or cocaine or heroin, alcohol. Maybe it's in the realm of foster care. But what we're looking for is who's been successful. How do we multiply that success? And the state, where the state is helpful, is referrals. Mm -hmm. So the state, um, so I'll use Iowa as a practical example right now to give a real practical. Our governor asked for assistance in preventing foster care from happening. She says the state cannot intervene until it's pretty dark. Mm -hmm. It's the time to remove kids from the home. But the church doesn't need to wait that long. Mm. Whether the church came alongside these families earlier with the goal to strengthen them, change their trajectory mm -hmm. so that foster care would never be needed. Mm. She says she would love to see that mm. in Iowa. So we found a ministry called Together for Good on Minneapolis, Minnesota that did exactly that. Mm -hmm. And extremely well, for the best I'd say in the nation mm -hmm. at doing it. So we asked ourselves, how do we bring that to our state and how do we do it statewide? Mm. So to start, 36 churches came together in the Des Moines metro region and said, we're going to do this mm. and have successfully implemented here mm. and are now working to expand it throughout the state. Mm -hmm. But where the government comes in with this is the Department of Human Services every year receives about 50,000 phone calls. And this is true in every state, and it's gonna be true in other countries too. Mm -hmm. They get 50,000 phone calls, bringing some form of grievance forward. There's something wrong in the family. 25,000 of them warrant DHS looking further. Mm -hmm. The other 25,000, it's not severe enough for the department to look any deeper. But what we know is if that trajectory continues, there will be a day mm -hmm. that they are going to be worthy of looking further into. Mm -hmm. But what if the Department of Human Services, you know what, this isn't something to investigate, but we encourage you to check out Together for Good. They may be able to assist you mm -hmm. in these needs. Or what if a school social worker that's seeing issues in the family, so you know what, you should contact Together for Good. And government now, because it touches the full collective, mm -hmm. is able to be a huge referral partner. And that, that is our heart, where they factor in what the church can do and even refer people to it. Mm. We don't look for exchange of money. Exchange of money limits the gospel. Mm -hmm. We want the freedom to preach the gospel, as we know that's what actually sets families free. Mm. But it is an exchange of people. And unfortunately, there some of these cases, you, you want brokenness to be healed, but 
you've been in the church long enough, you know that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. And some of these families will move to the point where the department's probably going to have to get involved. Mm -hmm. And once again, you're partnering the department in a different way, but this time you're partnering the injustice. Because, I mean, justice does have to be carried out. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, on this side of eternity, we will deal with parents that can't be parents anymore. Mm -hmm. And a judge has to make a judgment call on that. I, I can't imagine that burden of having to be the one that decides whether or not a child gets to be with their mom and dad. Mm -hmm. But that, that is something our judges face here. And then what do you do with them after you decide not? That's a great example, Greg. And I'm sure there are other examples you could share of different ways the church can partner. So many issues that our state uh, governing authorities are wrestling with, and they're carrying those burdens um, every day. I mean, they're seeing the, 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 the signs, the, the symptoms, the manifestation of the fall in front of their eyes without the gospel. And what an opportunity that the church has to point them to the... Um, to the source of salvation, of transformation, of life. Um, so thank you thank you for sharing that. And Greg, as a church, when we engage government with that partnership uh, mindset, why do you think that's key when it comes to thinking about government, engage government, and even engaging our own cities and communities? Why do you think that's very important? Well, partnership-minded ultimately reflects. It's that God made government for a reason. And that government became a part of his strategy. And the fall of mankind is what resulted in human government. But this, this world's fallen. And there is a, a redemption process to this. We want to see souls come to know Christ and live in his eternal kingdom, which will be perfect. But there's also the component of we still live here. And what partnership says is government matters. God put it into his equation and strategy. Let's put it into our equation and strategy. But let's put it in its proper place. And partnership minded is also telling us that the church matters. That the church has a role to play. In this exchange, the government is recognizing God instituted the church and that it has an important value. And it transcends the government's value. It transcends government. The church is an eternal institution. Mm -hmm. And it's bringing that dual recognition of the importance of it. And it's an incredible evangelism opportunity on top of that. I mean, what a great way to meet lost people whether they're serving government itself in your ministry or the people that are being served by government and provides an incredible witness opportunity. That's right, Greg. Thank you so much for engaging in this conversation of how can we partner as a church with the institution of God, government, for the sake of His glory and for the sake of His name to be known and for the sake of the gospel bringing salvation to people's lives.
and transforming our community. So thank you for sharing that. Our hope is that this podcast has been encouraging to you as we walk through these values. And this is an important piece that we see for ministry, but also we believe is important piece for any believer that's seeking to engage and think about government is find ways that we can partner and bring the gospel to the greatest issues and needs that we have in our community. So thank you, Greg. Thank you for joining us today. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.